Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Federally, only 62% of Canadians voted nationally last September. And Justin Trudeau's Liberals scored slightly more than 32% of the popular vote. That's less than the popular vote directed to the official opposition Conservative Party of Canada. The Liberals' minority government win was secured with the lowest popular vote support in the history of Canada. I'm being a little dramatic here. Well, I have to. I'm in the company of the beauties. And they have a lot to say on this. So, without any further ado... Catherine Swift, president of the Coalition for Concerned Manufacturers and Business of Canada, past president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. She's an economist. She's also a member of the Conservative Party of Canada. By the way, Catherine, the way the leadership candidates for the Conservative Party are going at each other, I have no idea how in the next election, if they're all going to be still in the party, they're all going to say, now we're best friends. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Good question. I'm good, Roy. And yes, it's a very good question. But mind you, most leaderships are pretty ugly. We, we, we forget, I think, because the last liberal leadership, which now was quite a while ago, there was lots of uh, accusations flinging, you know, being flung around as well. Uh, so it's not atypical, but it is unfortunate. That was a leadership issue in Rome, I think, in 43 BC on the 15th of March. Uh, I think we just lost Michelle Simpson. Can you guys call her back in the studio, please? Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. So, Linda, hey, uh, before Roy. we get into specifics, what's your sense of what's happening, just generally, and then we'll get into specifics, but what's your sense of, about why Canadians are saying, yeah, it's an yeah. election day, yeah, yeah what difference is it going to make? Well, I blame a number of things, uh, Roy. Quite honestly, I I think the decimation of mainstream media has something to do with this, particularly community newspapers, etc. But more, it's the rise of social media and who, what do you believe on social media? And with that, and you just mentioned the federal conservative leadership race. Come on, this is just turning out to be unbelievable, and. The fear-mongering about, yeah, I mean, do we trust government? No, but it's gone way over the top. Uh, so I think people, and they, they don't know what to differentiate between the Ontario election or what's going on federally because there's been so much noise. So I think people just didn't know who to vote for. They didn't want to come out. And, of course, Doug Ford, let's face it, cutting the gas taxes, what a prime thing. I wish the other leaders would do the same, but also refunding the fees on vehicle registration boy don't we need it now with gas prices the way they are so it was a surefire win but for democracy we need and particularly young people get engaged get out there i can't believe the people i talk to who don't even know who the leaders are let alone what they stand for linda Linda, what i hear time and again it doesn't make any difference they all make promises they all lie as soon as they get in so what's (laughs) the point of voting and and you know people have learned that that in fact is a pattern that repeats itself michelle simpson former liberal member of parliament she was a seatmate to the prime minister of canada mr justin trudeau when they both sat in opposition uh, Michelle, we're just getting at this question about, 
um, why Canadians are reducing their uh, input on voting day, 43% in Ontario, which had the Premier just so happy in having achieved the impossible. So what, what's your sense, just out of the gate, about what's going on? Well, Roy, I think you hit the nail on the head with respect to Canadians are tired. I think it, it, it applies all over the world. They're tired of the promises, and it doesn't mean anything, and they get the feeling that it's rigged uh, in terms of proportional representation is not anywhere on the charts in terms of even voter turnout, even when it's bad. Um, I also think that the political parties are going so far right and then the, on the other end of the spectrum, so far left, it's so polarizing that it's become angry and ugly. Yeah. Catherine, let me just bring up this issue of the Emergencies Act being invoked and the ridiculous position by the Parliamentary Secretary for the Minister of Public Safety, suggesting the Minister may have been misunderstood when he explained that the government invoked the EA on the advice of the police. This after two Ottawa Chiefs of Police and the Commissioner of the RCMP all testified before Parliament they had not advised Trudeau to invoke the Emergencies Act. When you invoke the parliamentary nuclear option, wouldn't you be absolutely precise in explaining why that step was taken and not leave such an explanation open to alleged misinterpretation. This situation, yeah. Catherine, to me is a perfect example of what leads to voter cynicism. Yep, yep. It, total, it totally is, Roy. And and watching Marco Mendocino uh, basically uh, lie through his teeth, let's not call it misinformation, let's call it what it is. He, he is on the record in Hansard and in media interviews and in, in all other uh, examples saying the police said do this and then saying he didn't say it. And I, I do think this kind of, and, and yes, politicians for centuries have made promises and not kept them. That is true. But it seems the dishonesty has reached a fever pitch now when someone can actually stand up with a straight face when they're on the record multiple times. And, and Mendocino is not the only one in this government. There's, there's a number of other examples we could easily cite. Uh, I, I think... Too, though people are starting to really feel the pain of the stupid energy policy for example we've had for years where we we the the average folks are told we have to diminish our lifestyles we have to risk maybe not even putting food on the table particularly easily uh, so that we can obey these climate uh, diktats when we see our so-called leaders who are giving us this advice flying around the world, spewing carbon all over the place, living the high life that we're paying for, by the way. Uh, there are so much hypocrisy. It, it, it just seems like it's worse than ever. And Linda, I have to underscore what you said about the media. The media, so much of the media is not telling the truth right now. And that also, it, it, it just, I think it makes people throw their hands up and say, what can I do about this? Sadly, though, one thing you can and should do is vote. So, so just before I take the break, in 30 seconds, where's the media not telling the truth? Catherine. Catherine? Sorry, I missed that, Roy. You're going in and out for some okay. reason. Okay, where, in the 30 seconds I have left before the break, where is the media not telling the truth? I'm not, I'm not challenging on this. I just want an explanation. Well, I'm not 
not saying it's it's not outright lying. It is simply uh, only reporting one side of the story. So it's it's errors of omission, if nothing else. And we know that this particular federal liberal government has written very large checks on our dime to media, and that has colored their coverage. And again, you can't tar everyone with the same brush, but a lot of our so-called mainstream media is not being honest, is not being balanced. And, and the, the, just look at the trust levels that your average people have in media. They've plummeted, and that's the reason. Yeah, well, I mean, I can look at the, and I'm not just defending media ad hoc here, but I can look at the performance of governments and political parties, and I can tell you there's a perfect example to not trust them, just their own behaviors, even if we don't report on them. Just that, well, we have to report on them because, you know, they're making news, but their behaviors are so inconsistent. Let's go back to the EAA situation. The whole thing is just, it's, it's embroiled people, and it's frustrating people. We're trying to make do with the inflationary trend, with interest rates going up. We're not sure how things are going. 57% of Canadians have told pollsters, told MNP, they're not sure they're going to be able to pay their bills at the end of the month. They're within 200 bucks of not being able to pay their bills. And then we have Mr. Ford getting up and saying, we accomplished the impossible. We want a majority. Yeah, with 18% of the eligible vote. I'm not going to ask you a question. I just want you to say what's on your mind, please, beauties. And uh, Michelle, why don't you lead us off? Well, with respect to your last clip, uh, where the Prime Minister is saying they took advice from the uh, police and invoked the Emergencies Act, I don't for one minute believe it. I think it was extreme pressure from everyone, particularly in Ottawa, and particularly those bridges that were being um, blockaded, that they forced Justin Trudeau to do that. Because I agree with Catherine, it is a total lie that uh, they acted on the advice uh, on the advice, or they acted at the request. One is advice and one is request. That said, I think it's total garbage. And but, Michelle, those bridges were cleared. Those bridges were cleared before they invoked the Emergencies Act. With the so, you know, one, they, they, they're, caught right. in their own, they're caught in their own hypocrisy. Exactly. So, you know, it, it, and now they're trying to cover up for what was a failure on the part of the police in the first place. But it was only the pressure they were getting from the public and from people that were living it in Ottawa and had to put up with it. Linda. What's on my mind? Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, away. Yeah, it's, well, that's insane. But I want to go to another point that you made, Roy. Oh, everything's tickety-boo in Ontario and Doug Ford's got a majority. Well, I just want to remind everybody that what you and Michelle and Catherine and I have been warning for some time is the total indebtedness, not only government, but also consumers. And now we're seeing it. And now we've got the Bank of Canada up three times to 1.5%. Now the Bank of Canada governor says it could go to 3%. For the average person who took out a variable mortgage rate, this could be another $1,000 on their mortgage payment. But we've got high gas prices. Yes, unemployment seems to be down for now, but we can't find enough workers. There's a recipe for disaster here. And I know it's been a long time coming, but I really think that they're lying to us if they say all is great with the economy. Well, Linda, Catherine, I yesterday spoke with Cherry. Catherine, I spoke to Cherry Bro yesterday, who's the uh, past 
uh, director for energy security and supply for France. And he said the European governments had lied to their constituents, to their populations, about uh, the transition from fossil fuels to uh, to renewables for two reasons. One, they didn't want social unrest, and two, they did not want to lose an election. This is a man who was very close to the top of the power scale in France, in the European Union, saying that bluntly. So, you know, people are, people are cynical, angry, frustrated, and rightly so. Well, but the rubber's hitting the road now, you know, we're, we're seeing we're seeing hardship because of policy induced, not because of markets, but because we've we've we haven't developed the energy resources that we really need in the in the traditional energy fossil fuel area. We're seeing prices skyrocket. And yes, things like the war in, in, in Ukraine and whatnot are, are part of the equation. But what the governments are doing is uh, also a huge part of the equation. So I wonder if Canadians will finally feel enough pain to get off their butts, go to the ballot box when they need to, and, and do the right thing and vote. Because our governments are basically doing, are hurting people. They're hurting people now. And governments have forgotten that they're actually supposedly servants of the people not, uh, and that's actually Zelensky's party's name, isn't it? Um, and uh, and not uh, following some wackadoodle ideological agenda that, by the way, they never themselves pursue in their own lives. They're happy to, to live the high life while the rest Catherine, of us suffer. And, Catherine, and I have to ask you a quick question. We're so lucky in Canada. We, okay. we need to get off our butts and, and demand better government. Let me ask you a quick question, and then, Michelle, I just wanted to ask a question, Catherine. Are you satisfied? Are you okay with what's going on within the leadership race for the Conservative Party of Canada? I ask you because you're a member of the party. No, I'm not. No, I think I think the way they decide leaders is stupid. I think they should have a, a better system than they do now. Uh, and I think they have too many candidates. I think they should narrow that down. Thankfully, it's better this time than it has been at some points in the past. But no, I, I think it's also much too long uh, a process. We're not, we're not going to hear the so-called a winner until September, which is right. ludicrous. So no, okay. I think I think the the system to determine it is all off base. But but you know the other thing, Roy, and we've talked about this before, is how conservatives are treated so differently than other governments. If the Liberals had won that election in Ontario with exactly the same numbers, we wouldn't even be talking about this today, and people wouldn't even say wouldn't be saying, oh, oh not, that wasn't really not, a hey, legitimate hey, a win. That's not that's <laughs> not fair to me. Bias, that Catherine, <laughs> that's not fair to me. You know, you know, I'd be talking. About, <laughs> cut it out. You, know, you would, Roy, long. but sadly, you're the exception. <laughs> Michelle, what were you going to say? Oh, I was, I was just listening. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but uh, to Catherine's point, uh, you know, it, it's fine to say we can get out there and vote, but who to vote for? Exactly. Because it's they're all the same. They all make promises that they never keep, and once yeah. they're in office. That's where they want to stay. And it's so hard for the public to decide. Yeah. Last words to you, Linda, 30 seconds. Well, I concur with both Catherine and Michelle on this. We certainly need somebody that we believe and we can trust. But it's not just here in Canada. And there's a great divide. We talked about it going on around the world right now. So come together, everybody, before it's too late. 1968 lives again. Isn't that a song? Yeah, that's why I said it. That's that's why I said it. (laughs) If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 